0: Hi, I'm Tony Hines, and we're Talking Sense. If you like Talking Sense, or you like listening to Talking Sense, join us, because we tackle a topic, we look at the evidence, we weigh it up, and we consider the arguments before striking a balance and a conclusion. So, Talking Sense is for you. Stop by, listen, tell your friends. Now, I expect many of you have noticed that the bills are rising, and in particular, your heating bills for your home. So why is it that the heating bills have gone up so much? We know, for example, one of the main causes of the rise in energy prices is Putin's war in Ukraine, which has cut off gas to most of Europe. So there's zero gas going from Russia to Europe. And Europe has relied on around about 50% or more of that gas in particular countries in Europe. And that's pushed up the cost of world energy as there's been a scramble in the market to secure energy supplies to heat homes during the next winter. And so it's not just that the gas from Putin is not making it through to Europe, but it's a cut in the supply of gas, which has pushed up the price. Demand has actually increased, suppliers gone down, and the price has gone up. It's the way of the world. So it's straightforward economics. And this is why The price of domestic energy and energy for businesses has risen. Now that's no consolation if you're facing higher bills. But why would you be facing higher bills just as a result of supply and demand? Well there's perhaps something else going on as well at the same time. And that's probably profiteering by some energy companies, energy suppliers, to provide that particular energy to consumers and to businesses. And they're making hay while the sun shines. And that doesn't help either. Of course, when one particular type of energy rises in price, say gas, it puts pressure on the other forms of energy too. Because if the close substitutes, if you can't get gas, you may, for example, switch to oil or to coal or to a non-fossil fuel if you have access to it. But anything that can power Electricity, such as oil, gas, wind, solar, all those other forms of energy will probably also rise as a result of a fall in supply of a major energy resource such as gas. So substitutes will also rise in price. When energy prices rise, it will also mean that businesses and consumers will have less money to spend on other things. The higher prices that they're paying for the energy will reduce disposable income of individuals and companies. And that means they can't buy as much as the other things that they may wish to buy. And as that happens, there's a fall in demand for other products. So in a sense, there's collateral damage caused to the economy as a result of the increase in energy costs. And as that happens, it means that those are the businesses that supply those goods that are no longer in demand to the same extent, they will also suffer as a consequence. And that's when we have a situation where, as a result of the fall in demand for the product, there might be a fall in demand for labour to make that product, and all the other things, the other resources, that go into the makeup of that product. And that's when we might risk recession. And I'll talk about recession in the next part. When we talk about recession, there's a formal definition of recession. It's usually when there are two quarters of falling output. And that's when a recession is said to occur. But it's not just the technical definition that's important. It's the notion of recession itself. A recession, falling output, means that the economy is not producing as much as it did previously. And when it's not producing as much, that will affect employment and it will affect prices because there will be shortages of supply of some products, which again will force prices up. So that in itself could become inflationary. And inflation is another consequence of recession. The interconnection of all these things is quite tricky to understand. But once you begin to, you can see how difficult it is to manage the economy. And managing the economy is the government's job. And it's also a job for the central bank in the economy to try and manage interest rates to control inflation. When the government tries to control inflation, It has two weapons in the armoury to do so, fiscal and monetary policy. Fiscal policy is the tax system, so it can reduce or increase taxes as it sees fit to change the outcomes in the economy. And it can use monetary policy to take money out of circulation if it wants to dampen the economy, dampen demand, and that should drive down inflation. But it's a tricky balance to strike, and the two parts of the equation, both the fiscal and the monetary policy, have to be in harmony to do so. And that isn't an easy task. Interest rates, of course, are controlled by the government through the central bank. And the central bank, if it lowers interest rates, it will increase demand because people will have more money to spend. If it hires interest rates, so the theory goes, it will take money out of the pockets of consumers and therefore drive down demand, which should drive down inflation. But it's tricky. Now, there's one thing I should clarify. I said that the government controls both fiscal and monetary policy, and it does. But in the United Kingdom, for example, the Bank of England, the central bank, has some independence from government and is allowed to manage the Monetary policy independently of government to some extent. It's not really true independence, but it's a partial independence because they try to keep in line with the policies of the government of the day. So, to all extent and purposes, the government still maintains a degree of control over both fiscal and monetary policy. Ultimately, if the government did not like what the Bank of England, the central bank, was doing, it would take back the powers. Now, for businesses, of course, as energy prices rise, that pushes up the costs. It pushes up the costs of production, and it pushes up transport costs. And those costs have to be passed on to buyers, maybe other businesses and consumers. And if they can't pass on those costs, they will carry the loss. And if they carry the loss, Ultimately, they will go out of business. And so there will be more firms that will not be able to continue as those energy prices continue to rise. So inflation can be very damaging to businesses and to consumers. So when we consider the rising price of energy and we consider the response to that, we realise it's interconnected to many other things. If prices are rising, that's inflationary, it will push up other costs, it will mean that supply of those energy products is limited, demand still high, prices up. It will also mean that the government will try to control inflation through fiscal and monetary policy. Fiscal policy usually means that they'll apply taxes to try and curb spending, in other words, demand, and as they dampen demand using fiscal policy, they will also perhaps try to use monetary policy applied through the central bank to change interest rates, which will also stop the demand for goods increasing because there's less disposable income. So those are the simple arguments, which are economic arguments, to control inflation. And, of course, energy prices which are inflationary, need to be addressed by the government. And the only way to address it currently would be to increase the supply of energy. And so it's up to government to have some policy in place that increases the supply of energy. But it might not be quick. It would probably be in the medium to longer term rather than the short term. And it's the short term that can be damaging, preventing both individuals in employment continuing into that longer term in employment, and for organisations and businesses, they may not be able to continue into that medium or longer term either. So, very serious economic problem. So there you have it. That's the explanation of rising energy costs. I hope that helped you to understand the problem, and how that problem is linked to other aspects of the economics, of everyday life I'm Tony Hines I'm signing off and I'll see you next time in Talking Sense bye for now